Hello, welcome to the Tech for Good podcast. We are very passionate about two things, technology and our world. In each pod, we will be interviewing some fascinating people, business leaders, but those with a special interest in solving the biggest issues facing humanity today. Think the environment, think healthcare provision during a pandemic, think global social injustice. If you want to know more about technology's immense potential to fix and transform, then you're in the right place. In this episode, Stuart Hodge speaks to Laurel Christensen. Laurel is Chief Audiology Officer for GN Hearing and has dedicated her professional life to helping solve the problem of hearing loss. The World Health Organization predicts that by 2050, nearly 2.5 billion people will have some degree of hearing loss. In the interview, Laurel discusses the wider consequences of poor hearing and describes some of the cutting edge innovations being applied to hearing aids today. But first, she reveals how her father's career inspired her own. So I have actually been in the hearing industry um, more more than 30 years, maybe more more time than I want to admit at this point. Um, but I, I started out uh, actually going to school to be an engineer. And, really? and then, yep, that was my, I started as an engineer, actually spent a um, couple, two, three years uh, in engineering. And I was a senior in college um, here in the United States. And I decided I really didn't want to be an engineer. I wanted to do something different. And and ultimately, that difference was something that I was doing. My my father is an ear, nose, and throat uh, surgeon. He's retired at this okay. point. But, uh, but I would uh, get to work in his office in the, in the summertime. And he had audiologists in his office and testing um, children's hearing in particular. And every once in a while, they would invite me in um, to help. Uh, help test the kids and distract them and do things like that. And I started to really think this is what I wanted to do and really got into uh, hearing and hearing loss. I have a grandmother who passed away many, many years ago, but she had quite a substantial hearing loss and it really, really impacted her quality of life. And, and that was back in the day that hearing aids weren't great. Um, the technology was not good and, and we couldn't solve uh, all of the problems that my grandma had, but I was very interested in her hearing loss and, and ultimately went on and got uh, my undergrad degree in speech and hearing, spent a little extra time there since I had spent most of it in engineering. And then uh, here in the United States, you have to get a master's degree and then even a doctoral degree in audiology today. Um, at that time, it was a master's degree uh, to be a clinical audiologist, but then I went on to get my PhD because uh, ultimately um, was working with a fantastic mentor and very interested in, in the work and, and have my entire life really focused on hearing aids. I uh, was an academic for a number of years, worked at LSU Medical Center in New Orleans, where they had quite a world-renowned hearing research laboratory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Mm. Yep. And then uh, then I got out of the industry to work or not in the industry, but out of academics to work more closely to product development. And uh, 18 years ago, I came to GN uh, to work in product development and hearing aids. And it's uh, it's been a fantastic road. It's a great company. So it's uh, wouldn't want well, to be anywhere else. Well, that, that's the thing. I mean, it's funny how our childhood experiences sometimes shape us and and our passions. 
And it's always really empowering for me when I have these discussions, when I speak to individuals such as yourself, who go off, they follow their passion and just keep going with it, run, run with it and take it where it's going. Um, so what I would like to know is, how do you get the opportunity to do that working at GN? How do you get the chance to really sort of realise uh, the, the goals that you might have had when that passion sort of turned into a job and, and move it forward in a way that's that's both productive for you and empowering like for yourself? You know, I think uh, GN is a unique hearing aid company. Now, it's the only one that I've ever worked for, but I think they're very unique uh, because I think GN... GN has a, a group of researchers and scientists and engineers uh, that really have a philosophy of solving the problems that people with hearing impairment have. Mm. Uh, we don't develop technology for the sake of the developing technology. We develop technology as an enabler to solve real problems that people with hearing loss have. And, and this company has a history that is is like no other in terms of the major developments that have been made in hearing. You know, and I, I'll, I'll take you back to one that, that anyone who's listening can understand. And that's, you know, when you, when you put something in your ears and completely plug up your ears, you, you get this really loud sound of your own voice. And it, it's called the occlusion effect. And, and people don't really appreciate it. Um, that's why you have like transparency mode and some of those things on really modern earbuds today because you don't like all of that plugged up feeling. Well, early hearing aids uh, had to be plugged up like that uh, because of feedback. Uh, if, you, if you didn't have, you know, completely plugged up ears like that, you got the signal would go out of the hearing aid, re-come into the microphone just as feedback works with any speaker and microphone. Yeah. And you would, get, you would get this whistling in the hearing aids. And so... Hearing aids, you know, essentially had to be plugged up like that. And the number one complaint you would get was, I hate the sound of my own voice. And, and we as hearing healthcare professionals, we would say, oh, you'll get used to it. You know, you, you need to hear and your hearing aids are going to provide you that ability. But the reality was people didn't get used to their own voice being so loud and annoying and chewing sounds being loud and annoying. Well, ultimately, it was this company, uh, GN that solved that problem in, in 2003. They came out with a hearing aid called Resound Air back in the day, and it completely changed the industry in which we, in which we are in. You know, we had open fittings, they didn't feed back, natural sound could go into the ear because we had digital feedback cancellation. And, and that's just one of multiple things that this company just puts out. We, we take a lot of risks, to make big, big changes. And, and, you know, there's a, there's a really good story on connectivity with this store, with this company, because ultimately we want to be able to connect to smartphones. We want to be able to connect, you know, at low, yeah. low energy Bluetooth and, and connect to, to smartphones and things. And we do today. Um, but that's largely due to using 2.4 gigahertz in our hearing aids and using that frequency and being able to connect to Bluetooth. And, and the company that really started that is, is GM. It's this company. And it's because of this just really uh, innovative personality that this company has. This is a culture of innovation. And, and it's really, really fun to be a part of. Now, it was, it was World Hearing Day recently. And I think there's, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you would still agree in terms of the awareness of this as a subject matter, there's more we can do to, to, to highlight awareness of it 
and obviously World Hearing Day is a means of doing that. But how would you encapsulate the message that the day aims to highlight? And uh, as a supplement to that, how could we do more? How, how can we do more to, to, to spread the message, as it were? Yeah, so, uh, I mean, World Hearing Day was on March 3rd, so it just was recent. And that the whole message behind World Hearing Day is hearing care for all. You know, everybody deserves good hearing care, and we want to improve access uh, to that hearing care worldwide. So, you know, that's the overall message is, is what more can we do to bring hearing care? Globally, there's over 430 million people who live with hearing loss today. And, and, and there's a lot of young people at risk for hearing loss because of headphones and earbuds and how we live our lives. Yes, today. Yeah, and it's very avoidable. And, you know, the first thing you want to do is protect your hearing. Um, but then we actually want people who do have hearing loss and are living with hearing loss to have accessibility to it. And, you know, there are a lot of people who can benefit from hearing aids, but only about 17% of these people actually wow. use them. So it's very low numbers uh, that can use the technology today. So what, why is that? Why is that number so low? Is it geography or what's, what, what is the issue there? There, there are lots of things. Um, stigma, admitting that you're older, that you need the help. Of course, the yeah. cost of hearing aids, you know, accessibility to hearing aids. You know, I think, uh, you know, our, our company actually just launched a product called Resound Key. Um, and Resound Key is actually a really, really good hearing aid, um, but gives access to, to hearing healthcare to more and more people. Um, so it's a little bit lower cost hearing aid, but with all of the good hearing um, benefits that that hearing aids provide today. So that's you know that's what World Hearing Day is all about: is making sure that we can bring products like Resound Key to everybody. Everybody deserves you know really good hearing, and it, it it's more important than ever because research there is there is just a huge amount of literature today showing that it's not just about your hearing loss that there are impacts of untreated hearing loss on your overall health and so cognition and cognitive mm -hmm. decline have been linked to untreated hearing loss mm. and and your your risk of falling as you get older if, if you're out there in the real world, you are given cues, auditory cues that your ears pick up that keep you in balance. And as you lose your hearing, you lose that spatial ability. Um, and, and we can bring those kinds of things back with hearing aids. So falling and, and cognitive decline. And then there's just the whole mental health area. If, if you can't communicate with someone and probably everybody listening knows someone who has a hearing loss who hasn't done enough about it and, and they tend to be left out of conversations, they may be the first people to leave the room because you know, they can't hear when a lot of people are talking. They'll go, they'll go out into you know, another room and do something different rather than be in a group where they can't communicate. And, and so it leads to social isolation. It can lead to depression and anxiety. So there, there are a lot of overall health consequences of not doing something about your hearing loss. Hello, I'm Daniel Brigham, editor of Tech for Good magazine. I hope you're enjoying this podcast, and if you want more, you can head over to techforgood.net for some compelling and thought-provoking stories. 
from high-tech insect farms that could solve world hunger to a global mission to counter the spread of COVID-19 disinformation, we've got Tech for Good covered. You can read and subscribe at techforgood.net. How much do we know, though, about the problem itself? So the science of how it happens. Uh, I mean, we've spoken a bit about the impact there, but but what about the science of how people lose their hearing and how can that then be used to improve technology? Yeah, so there's a there's a whole lot known about the science of the ear and how the ear works um, and, and what happens uh, with noise exposure and aging to the ear. And, and so there's a lot known. Um, going from what we know in terms of, of hearing loss and how it is created to creating a hearing aid that 100% solves the problem, you know, we're, we're not there yet, but we have come an enormous way uh, over the last, you know, 20 or, or even more years. You know, we, we've gone from, from solving problems only in quiet to actually people being able to wear hearing aids in noise and being able to communicate in noise and connect to their phones and make phone calls and hear on the TV and go to parties and be able to hear in the party. And we can do all that today. But is it like putting on a pair of glasses where you just put them on and it fixes the problem 100%? No, we're not there yet. What are the current out with even GN, just in a more general sense, what are the current sort of hot topics and trends within the hearing tech industry, would you say? Yeah, you know, there's a few of them. Uh, one of them is rechargeability. Uh, you know, you may not know that you don't really have to have those teeny tiny little batteries anymore. And, and those created a whole lot of problems of their own because, you know, the, the vast majority of people who wear hearing aids are, are older. Unfortunately, we all will lose our hearing as we age. It, it has to do with the wear and tear on our hearing system. And as we age, we'll lose our hearing. Unfortunately, we also sometimes lose the ability um, to manipulate very small things. You know, our manual dexterity also declines as we get older. And so having to put these teeny tiny little batteries into hearing aids that need to be changed out, you know, once a week or every 10 days, kind of annoying. Um, and it certainly isn't where technology is today. So you're seeing rechargeability in hearing aids exploding. Uh, and, and rechargeability, not easy to do uh, in a hearing aid where it, you, you know, it is that small and we're working at the kind of power consumption that we're working on. So uh, we now have hearing aids that you'll get 30 hours on a charge and, and you'll get even up to 24 hours on a charge if you're streaming um, because streaming actually pulls more current. So if you're streaming directly the audio from your phone or listening to music or streaming from your TV, you know, this is going to take more current, uh, but even even with that, you can wear a rechargeable hearing aid more than 24 hours before it dies. Some on the market are that good. And then you just put them in the charger at night, just as you plug in your smartphone at night and, and you're ready to go for the next day. And so rechargeability is just completely um, kind of taking out all of the battery, uh, the old kind of battery technology and hearing aids. Yeah, you know, rechargeability has been a big one, but but connectivity um, has really been exploding for a number of years. You know, you can put a, a small box on your TV and stream 
wirelessly all of the sound directly to your hearing aids your smartphone all the sound in your smartphone goes directly to your hearing aids today so i mean they're they're wireless devices they are very high tech today they solve so many problems one of the one of the biggest problems for instance uh, for people who were hearing impaired used to be talking on the phone and and that problem is largely solved today um, even people with the most severe hearing losses um, can 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 talk on the phone today because of those direct connections from the smartphone right into the hearing aids. So connectivity, a big, um, you know, and it's going to change uh, today. Today, if you go uh, into um, many public spaces in Europe, you'll you'll have a system where you use something on your hearing aid called a telecoil, and you can switch into your telecoil, and you can hear the announcements, and and everything is kind of we, we call it looping um, and everything's kind of looped and you can go into this telecoil and you can pick up the sound that way. Well, everyone in the industry is now moving to a different uh, wireless standard, a low, low power Bluetooth standard where you're going to be able to go into a movie theater or into a meeting or into the train station and you'll just get on that frequency and everything's going to go wirelessly to your hearing aid. And, and so they're just accessibility things uh, that are going to be That's even it. profound as as we move forward in the industry. So connectivity, a huge area. In, in terms of so, in terms of you and uh, your your time with the company, what would you see are some of the, the 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 work, some of the innovations that you're most proud of that you guys have achieved uh, as a result of your work and the company's work? You know, I think one during the pandemic. Um, that that I think we as a company um, are proud of is is the ability to bring uh, healthcare or audiologic healthcare, uh, hearing healthcare to a patient via telemedicine. And so we were already developing a way to do telemedicine and hearing aid fittings essentially through the cloud. Um, so we were already developing. Uh, cool. that kind of technology. And then we just accelerated it when the pandemic hit, because here you are, you can't come in, you're locked down, your hearing aid breaks. You know, how do we deal with these things? And, and the, the need to be able to, you know, talk to your patient, but more importantly, remotely fit and tune and, and program the hearing aids. And so uh, we got that going quite quickly where we could have, you know, synchronous phone calls like this, um, and, and we could talk to our patients and program their hearing aids by sending them programming to their smartphone, and then they upload the new programs into their hearing aid wirelessly through their smart smartphones. And so we can make hearing aid adjustments. You can even test hearing aid or test hearing through hearing aids. So you could largely do fittings and follow up and, and help people with hearing. And I think during the pandemic, um, you know, so many things happen with people with hearing loss. You know, think about, you know, I'm, I'm normal hearing and you go out into the world with these masks on and I'm constantly asking someone to repeat uh, what they're saying because I can't hear them with the mask. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's because the mask blocks high frequencies and, and those high frequencies, the S sound and the TH sound and the SH sound and, you know, a lot of the, the high frequency consonants in our language um, in, 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 in many languages, uh, they carry a lot of the information in the speech signal. And so you all of a sudden just think everyone's mumbling at you. You can't hear it. 
imagine being hearing impaired and then having people talking to you, you know, with these masks on. So there, there has been a lot of hearing healthcare that we've needed to do. You know, grandparents want to have Zoom calls and want to want to have, you know, they want to stay connected. And, and so we needed to make sure that people are hearing in the pandemic. It's been very important. So I think the, the telehealth and, and the ability to connect to people while they're at home, you know, is something that, that I think everyone in our company is proud of um, in the work we did during the pandemic. Do you want to keep up to date with the latest in enterprise, technology, and digital transformation? Visit digitalbulletin.com for news, long reads, thought leadership, and so much more. That's digitalbulletin.com. The one big thing that has struck me throughout this interview is how far things have come. Because my, my grandmother who's long since passed away, she had a hearing aid and it was basically just something she plugged in and it was separate from the TV and the idea of her even trying to connect it to the TV is just alien to me because, I mean, it was an analogue set for a start. So all of these things have just sort of gone whoosh in that in that 20-year period. So now it strikes me to, that, that this is a viable question to ask is could technology one day solve the problem of hearing loss completely? You know, I would say yes. Um, I, I, I look at that history. You talk about your grandmother. You know, I can take you back to my grandmother. I, you know, I hate the fact that she never lived long enough to see the life-changing uh, technology that is in hearing aids today. You know, she she really didn't do well with her hearing aids. We would force her to put them in and she would moan about them. Um, that just doesn't happen today. Uh, you know, I, I'm around people who wear hearing aids and they, they're, they are completely debilitated if something goes wrong with their hearing aids. They are needing them because they, they actually solve their problems. Mm-hmm. And, and we've come so far. You know, you, you go back to those analog days that you talk about where hearing aids whistled, they they didn't sound great. And, and you fast forward into technologies where your ear is open and you get really good directional microphone technology. We, ha- we have technology today that if you get into a noisy situation, the microphones go into a directional settings and they will improve the signal to noise ratio to the sound from the front. So, you know, a better way to say that is if I'm talking to someone in front of me, it will increase this, the volume of that person in front of me, and it will decrease the volume of all of that noise that's going on around. And so, it, you know, it, it increases the signal so that I, as the hearing impaired person, can listen to that signal. And that just was not possible before directional microphones. You, you know, honestly, there are studies back in the day, back before good technology that actually showed that hearing aids made it worse to hearing noise. And, and today we, we hear much better in noise. We have great signal to noise ratio improvements in hearing aids. And, you know, we, we've, we've done so much to be able to really give people confidence that no matter what situation that they go into in their lives, we can give them a solution to be able to hear. You know, one thing I haven't even mentioned, Stuart, is we have uh, these small microphones. 
And right. in our company, they're called the micro mic and multi mic. And they're small microphones that I could give to someone I wanted to hear. And they just hook it and they're very tiny. They just hook it onto their, their shirt, lapel, whatever. And, and they talk and their voice is streamed wirelessly directly to my hearing aids. So if I'm out to dinner, you know, with, with my spouse or my friend, it doesn't matter who it is. If I'm out to dinner with someone and I want to hear them, I can just give them a little microphone. All the noise around you is really, really low at that point, because the only thing you're hearing is that, that patience or that, uh, that voice, that particular voice um, that you wanted to hear in the first place. So we have so many solutions now for different environments that patients go into that they are life-changing. Now, the, the nature of technology is that innovation goes, it's different strands, different areas progress at different rates. And eventually everything comes together in, in one sort of big solution. But it kind of sounds like in when it comes to hearing tech, even though different there are different areas that people are exploring, it sounds like most of those areas have got to the kind of point where that there's not really that much more that can be done to, to move it forward. Maybe you can change it, maybe you can improve it slightly. But now to me, the big question is accessibility. How do we make this technology accessible to more people? I mean, it's a it's a perfect and timely question. Uh, you know, there's a you know, I live in the United States, and and you know, a couple of years ago, President Trump actually signed into law the Over the Counter Hearing Aid Act, I, and that may not be its exact uh, words, but ultimately, it's it's um, opening up hearing aids to be sold without a hearing healthcare professional to people who have milder hearing losses. And so we, this, uh, all of the rules from the food and drug administration in, in the U S they were actually due out, uh, last year. And because of COVID and the pandemic, um, things have gotten delayed, but we expect to see all the rules around these over the counter, um, solutions, but, but what you can expect to see here in the United States, and I guarantee it's going to spread out worldwide, are really good solutions to people who are experiencing hearing loss um, as they start to experience it. So, so they're, they're mild hearing loss. They might be getting a little bit older. They're starting to miss things. They, they don't hear on the phone as well. They don't hear at the TV as well. They don't hear in noisy situations as well. They can go in and they can buy a hearing aid without uh, without going to see a hearing healthcare professional and for a lot less money, um, something that'll work with a smartphone and, and be good. And, and we see we see lots and lots of companies that will will start to do these kinds of things. What about internationally um, though? Um, yeah, we, we, we know Bose um, will we'll be in this kind of a market. We know Apple probably will have some of these kinds of solutions. Um, so you'll see tech companies coming into them. Of course, I think you'll see hearing aid companies coming into them. And, and you're going to see really good, lower cost, entry level um, solutions that are in the market today. Today you have these, you know, there are some things sold on the markets today that really don't work. They're, they're kind of very poor technology. You're going to see very good technology come out really as an over-the-counter hearing aid that will start people on their hearing healthcare journey. And, and ultimately as they get, you know, more hearing loss and then they do need to be seen by a professional that, that, 
those professionals are the only ones that really know how to fit and, and how to make sure that they get the best experience in all the environments with all the accessories and everything working the way that it should for their hearing loss. But to start out and get accessibility, um, I think over-the-counter hearing aids are, are going to make hearing healthcare accessible for more people than ever before. Okay, final question from me is, where do you expect the disruption in the sector to come from in 2021, if you expect any? You know, I think a lot of people think the over-the-counter hearing aids are going to be disruptive um, because, you know, you're going to have new players, you're going to have new people coming into those markets. I, I don't see it that way at all. Okay. Um, I, not at all. I see it as opening up a market that is so underserved today that if we can start to get more and more people into hearing healthcare, it just opens up a market because unfortunately, Stuart, people think about hearing aids, many people think about hearing aids the way of your grandmother's hearing aid and my, my grandmother's hearing aid, and that just isn't the case anymore. And yeah. when you bring really, really good technology to everyone, eat when they start to lose their hearing, I think you're gonna open up you know, a journey of hearing healthcare for people that starts earlier and, and is something that is necessary for life and is seen as essential for life um, as we move forward. That was the Tech for Good podcast. Listen, subscribe, and rate us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher.